Hello everybody and welcome back to Straight Out of Cloyne with me, your host, of course, Dylan Tarl Reeve. No music this week for a change for the intro. This is going to be a lot more raw than it has been previously. And I'm sure some of you are wondering why the fuck is the door-to-door sales episode still not going to be, you know, why is it still not being made? This kind of is the door-to-door episode, but it's kind of not at the same time. I kind of wanted to talk about something different on here, just honestly just in relation to how I've been feeling the past few weeks, and I just feel like I need to get it off my chest, and I just feel like I need to have a, a little bit of a rant about it. So, as I just said there, I was planning originally on doing the episode where I talked about my time doing door-to-door sales. But any time I've tried to sit down and record that episode, I've just, I don't know, it's just been unlocking some bad memories, to be honest. As much as I was looking forward to the episode and I thought it would be fun and I thought it would be, you know, you'd just be interesting to look back on some of those situations and talk about them in like a funny way. I just couldn't get into it for whatever reason. It just wasn't happening for me recording those episodes, or attempting to recording those uh, those episodes. Mainly because, when I worked in door-to-door sales, this was something I was going to touch on in the episode, but I didn't want to make it like one of the main themes, but it was something that kind of kept coming back to me. I wasn't in the best mental headspace um, when I was working door-to-door sales. I was in a very, very bad place mentally. And I think, to be honest, that job fucked me up even more. The last few weeks, I've just been feeling really fucking shit. And I can't really put my finger on why. Like, it's nothing to do with, like, my friend group. My friend group is something that's made me very happy. Home life is fine. Um, you know, I- I'm I'm very happily single, believe it or not. I know some people are single and miserable, I'm happily single, I'm really not looking to get into any sort of relationship right now, I'm enjoying things, you know, my interests and my hobbies, I'm enjoying, maybe not football, because football can go fucking do one at this stage, but I don't leave football ruin my day anymore, because I had to learn a very long time ago that that's a very immature way of looking at life, by getting your day ruined by a sport that I have no control over, um, and yeah, I just thought that, uh, I just thought that I'd come on and speak about that a little bit on here. I was talking to some of my college friends. I need to stop calling them my college friends, because they are just my friends, you know. <laughs> Regardless of college, they are my friends. But I was talking to my friends in college, and I was just saying to them that, like, lately, I'm just fucking finding it very hard to get out of bed lately. I just wake up, and I just feel like shit. And it's not even because I'm tired, I just feel crap waking up and it's very hard to kind of you know explain why i don't even seem to know why it's just been something that has been happening to me lately it's happened to me in my past as well where there's just days there was i mean there was days where i just didn't get out of bed in the past and not that that's happening um these days but like for example today i'm recording this on thursday i felt horrible when i woke up this morning right and one of my friends in college had a vomiting bug for a few days. And I woke up this morning and I vomited. And I went, fuck, it's probably that bug that my buddy James has. 
But to be honest with you, the more the day has gone on, I don't know, was it just... <sighs> I don't even think it was the bug. I don't think I have a bug. I think it was a physical reaction to how I was actually feeling. That might sound kind of weird, but, like, I've I've felt totally fine. Like, I don't feel sick anymore. I just feel like that was something that had been brewing up for a while. And I just, I don't know exactly how long this episode's going to be. I don't even know what I'm going to call this episode at the time of recording it. But obviously by now everyone will know. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just in a weird headspace at the moment. I think I've spoke to some friends about this privately. And I'm not going to go into too much detail here. But it's just the way I kind of, you know, was feeling a few months ago. Like December is always a really tough month. December was a month I used to absolutely love, and to be fair, this past December wasn't actually too bad, but my head is always in a very weird uh, place in December. One of the Decembers that was the worst in terms of how I felt was 2019, and that was actually the month I left door-to-door sales. And I think this is why I couldn't actually do the episode, because I just kept remembering how crap I felt back then, you know, and how, like bitter towards life I was how I was miserable in what I was doing for a living like the best moment for me when I was doing door-to-door sales was when I knocked on the door of a guy who worked for a sales company in Cork who offered me a job at his door to work for his company the following month to start working with his company the following month in January I was absolutely delighted and it was so funny because when I was uh, doing the round of doors that day, the guy next to me who was working with me was my team leader, who I actually went to school with. And I had explained to him that I wasn't happy in door-to-door sales. And I did door-to-door longer than he did, but he was with that company longer than I was. Uh, the company we were working for at that stage, he was with that company longer than I was, but I was doing the job longer than he was with different companies. And, I, you know, he was trying to convince me to stay. And in, in door-to-door sales, let's just say it, they lie. It's a fake business. I've been in pro wrestling and I've been in door-to-door sales. Pro wrestling is more real than door-to-door sales is. Door-to-door sales is one of the fakest fucking industries out there. It's a load of bullshit, to be honest with you. And if you work door-to-door, it's not an attack on you personally. Listen, most people who you speak to in sales would have done a little bit of door-to-door here and there. Even people who aren't in sales. I know people from all different walks of life who've done a bit of door-to-door from time to time. I've met a lot of actors who've done door-to-door sales. But fuck me, lads. It is a shit fucking show of a job. And it really put me in a bad place mentally. Now, I had other stuff going on as well, but that really put me in a dark place. But that December was a very dark time. Uh, Obviously, in December, you know, I miss my granddad. I miss my granddad every day. But in December, because it's Christmas and because you spend, you know, time with the ones you love, your family and friends and all that, obviously, it's shit not having granddad there. I had a friend who I was very close with before whose birthday was in December and it's like that always made me feel really crap and I probably have to be careful of what I say here. I don't really care if they hear this. Fuck it. Let's just say it. I made up with that friend quite recently and I thought that making up with them would have made me feel like a million times better but it's I just feel nothing. I've felt nothing since we made up and if listen, I doubt they listen to this show but if they do, hello. Hello, uh, not to shit on you, you know, making up at me, but I feel fine, but I don't feel as enthused. And I think it's because it's like when you're when you used to be really close with someone and now you're just kind of only all right with them. It's uh, 
It's just a bit of a strange feeling. But you know what, you know what I'm going to do now? Let's, let's shit on door-to-door sales a bit more. Fuck it. I worked for a few different companies with door-to-door sales. And I suppose this is me kind of looking out for the general public as well. I'm not going to mention what charities I worked for. I'm not going to mention the name of the company that I worked for that worked with these charities. But let me just tell you something. Believe you me. These people working for these companies don't give a shit about the charity. They don't give a fuck. If they tell you we don't get commission off this, they are fucking liars. Now... The way commission is paid out in door-to-door sales badly needs to be looked at. Because it's absolutely fucking horrendous the way they do it. It's a pyramid scheme. Door-to-door sales in itself is a pyramid scheme. I will mention the name of one company who actually aren't that bad. And that's Prepay Power. Prepay Power were a company I had a great time working for. Even though door-to-door wasn't doing my head any good. Great people there. Great management. Commission is paid properly. uh, Very... Helpful if you need any, you know, um, help. You know, if, like the manager I had, I, I know, is opening up to him about how I was feeling. And they have, you know, services there to help their staff if you're feeling miserable. And they're, they're great. They're really, really great. There's other companies that don't have that. There's other companies that sell you this dream. They, they sell you this, I'm going to say it, this unachievable dream. And you just work with a lot of shitheads to be honest, but to go off the ones who work for certain charities, they don't give a fuck about those charities. They don't give an absolute toss. I can't speak for every single one of those charities, but the ones I've seen, they don't care. They really don't care. You work horrible hours with shitty money, with in a lot of companies, shitty people, but you can't paint everyone with the same brush because there are some lovely people in door-to-door sales, but there are some people who are not as lovely. You have no time to do anything else. Your pattern is all over the place. And you're lied to. You're just lied to an awful lot. You get told certain things that just aren't true. Like, they they make it sound like that it's this magical, amazing, like... You're never going to have a problem in your life again scenario. But it's just not the case. No job is like that. And no job should be sold like that. But door to door is just, it's horrible. And I was going to come on here and talk about some funny stories and, you know, make it lighthearted. But then I think I just remembered while I was doing it and while I was trying to remember some of these stories. I I was miserable. I fucking hated, like, some of the stories. I'll tell you one funny story. And this is one story that is funny because... It had nothing to kind of do with anything that happened in terms of a sale. It was me and a guy named Josh. We were knocking on doors in Tipperary. And I was um, I was at one house. He was at another house that were alongside each other. And I knocked on the door. I'm waiting for an answer, waiting to see if anyone's at home. And I look to my left and Josh is hopping over the wall. Looking like he's just after seeing a ghost. <laughs> What Josh had heard was a few footsteps and saw two big white paws coming from the side of the house and assumed it was a white leopard that was about to attack him when in reality it was a slob of a golden retriever looking looking to be looking to be rubbed and looking to be petted for a little bit. 
So that's a funny story that I can look back on and laugh at. But I've other stories that are just... They weren't even just funny anymore. They were just kind of sad to look back on. And I think because my headspace hasn't been great the last few weeks it wasn't really doing me any good going over these stories and i felt like i pushed out the episode so much that um i kind of just didn't want to do it anymore so yeah that that's me talking about door to door and how shit it is but yeah to go back to like the headspace i'm in like people heard the way i was even talking about professional wrestling on this like i've always been known as the wrestling guy like i'm just a lifelong fan of combat sports and whilst wrestling may not be a legit combat sport it does fall under the bracket i'll always say that it falls under the bracket of combat sports even if it's technically not a combat sport it's it's a it's a um entertainment combat it's it's sports entertainment that's what wrestling is people were saying to me that I sounded very bitter towards the business. And I think I probably was a little bit. I think that, you know, as grateful as I was for Phoenix and the chances they gave me to be the referee, I think I was a little bit bitter about how that turned out. Even though I didn't think I was at the time. I think I was a little bit. Not not really towards anyone in Phoenix, but just, I don't know. It just, there's there's some things in wrestling that definitely do need to change in terms of, you know, bringing people in and the way things are done just uh, that's just me personally i think it's very hard in wrestling sometimes to know what's real and what's not behind even behind the scenes and yeah like like admittedly i was a little bit sad that the promoter told everyone else that training was back except for me and like that is something that to be honest with you it was very hurtful because when i was doing jotar rising when i was interviewing people from phoenix on jotar rising while we were waiting for shows to come back you know, I, I was doing all that, and I was I was constantly posting pictures of um, I was constantly posting pictures of like you know when I was in Phoenix and saying how excited I was to come back. I was getting into the best shape of my life since probably my amateur wrestling days and my Muay Thai days. You know, when I would have been doing them quite regularly, and I was really looking forward to it. And I suppose. The way that went down kind of did sour me towards the business. Now, I was kind of going through a bit of a mental crisis of whether I wanted to do wrestling or not. Did I just prefer being a fan? And I think I realized I do prefer just being a fan. I stand by what I said that some of the modern stuff just doesn't do it for me these days. But I fucking love watching old school wrestling. I do. And the Royal Rumble, I was excited for it, even though it was kind of shit. But I did kind of, it did bring me back to some, you know, good times as a fan. Um... I can still go back and watch stuff from the past and really enjoy it. So I'd just like to apologize to anyone who I'm still friends with in wrestling. If I sounded a little bit bitter towards wrestling, um, towards the end there, I, I think it was just all the stuff going on that kind of led to that as well. You know, uh, my good friend James Nation asked, um, asked me a question there on one of my TikTok lives recently about will I ever go back to wrestling. Probably not, if I'm being honest. I'll never go back to wrestling full time. I will never rule out doing something with promotions in the future. If, you know, I could link up with them and do something apart from, you know, actually being physically involved in it. I would definitely love to do that. Uh, I'm currently preparing to go back to amateur wrestling, which I'm very, very excited about because it's been a few years since I've done that. And uh, that's very exciting. Um, But yeah, listen to people who've asked me if I'm ever going to go back to pro wrestling. Never say never. You can never say never in these situations, especially in wrestling. But I... I wouldn't be putting money on it. Not that you pr- probably can. Funny story about that, actually. I was thinking about this when I was on the bus the other day. 
I remember I was going on a night out back in 2016, and it was the day before WrestleMania 32. And I was... This was two months after I turned 18, and I was... I wasn't, like, gambling a lot, but I liked throwing a little bet here and there on sports. And even though wrestling may not be a real sport, it does fall under, as I say, the sports category. And I went into Boyle Sports to ask them, is it possible to put a bet on WrestleMania? And to be honest with you, I regret asking. Because the woman at the counter, no, she wasn't a rude woman. She was saying, oh, uh, I, I don't know, what's that? She's like, what, what sport is that? I was like, it's, it's pro wrestling. Like, it's, it's sports entertainment. It's not really, you know, under the normal sport bracket. But it is portraying a combat sport. So, you know, I was just wondering, would that be possible to throw a bet in it? And she went out the back to ask her manager... And I was convinced that she wasn't coming back. Because she was gone for a good fucking 25 to ha- minutes to half an hour. And I was kind of like... I mean, I kind I probably should have left. But I was like, I don't want it to look rude. Because, you know, I probably will come back in here. And they were scrambling to try and find me to be able to put a bet. Or trying to find me something for me to be able to put a bet on WrestleMania. And I was like, you know, lads, if it, was, if it was that much of an effort for you... It, you could have just said no one. That would have been fine. It was just out of curiosity. Because, uh... You know, I I was, you know, I was now legally able to do it, and I was like, "Fuck it, let's see what the what the story is, what the crack is," and it just didn't, uh, it just didn't go as smoothly as I'd hoped. But that was kind of funny. But anyway, to go back to me, uh, oh yeah, the bet I actually put down, by the way, was um, Undertaker to beat Shane McMahon, Roman Reigns to beat Triple H, and what was the other match? I think it was AJ Styles to beat Chris Jericho, but they, all three of those results had to happen, and unfortunately, Chris Jericho beat AJ Styles, so. I didn't actually get to win any money. It was only like a fiver I put down it. I would have only got like 13, 14 euro back. So it wasn't even really worth it in the end. But anyway, whatever. You live and learn. Live and learn. You win or learn, as John Cavan, I would say. But yeah, I, I, I'm not looking to go back to pro wrestling anytime soon. But I'm definitely after kind of coming around to, you know, being less bitter towards it now. Um, and yes, the Kevin Matthews thing did kind of sour me towards it as well. But you know what? Fuck you, Kevin Matthews. You're a piece of shit. So fuck you. Wrestle pro back arse of Narnia. Who the fuck are ye? Anyway, fuck you and your stupid little shit promotion. You should watch a real promotion like OTT, like Phoenix Wrestling, like, like fucking, I don't know, Progress, New Japan, AEW, WWE. I'll count WWE in it. Fuck it. I know people don't like WWE nowadays, but listen, WWE ain't going anywhere. Anyway. Yeah, this is just how I've been feeling lately. And I honestly will say one thing about how I've been feeling lately that's probably a, a positive, though, is I am, after contacting some gyms about going back doing some martial arts, amateur wrestling, obviously, one of them. I'm really looking forward to learning some jiu-jitsu. Want to get back into Muay Thai kickboxing. Um, and I just wanted to say to people out there, right, I know, listen, I'm a huge fan of mixed martial arts and just martial arts in general. And I know this is people are going to think, oh, this is just me talking as a fan. But I cannot stress this enough. If you are going through a tough time mentally and if you're looking to kind of get, you know, your life back on track with like routine, with a schedule, with discipline, with um, with good fitness, you know, if you want to get your fitness back up and running, one of the best things you can do is learn a martial art. Even if you don't want to like compete in it you know it doesn't have to be that you want to be in the ufc or that you want to wrestle in the olympics or you want to be 
you know, a jiu-jitsu practitioner. If you just want to, you know, get a hobby and, you know, get some mental heads, a good mental headspace and just get some discipline in your life, one of the best things you can do is learn a martial art. I promise you that. You don't even have to like watching martial arts um, to do that. And I I know that from so many people who just do martial arts because it's just a way for them to get out some energy and just to be able to, you know, release some frustration even and just do something that they enjoy and do something that they are able to release some frustration and anger out of in a controlled disciplinary way. So that's definitely one of the best things you can do. And what I will say on the topic of pro wrestling is that wrestling training and bringing people into the gym could definitely learn a lot from the way real martial arts studios do it, whether that's boxing, uh, jiu-jitsu, wrestling, like amateur wrestling, um, judo, Muay Thai. Pro wrestling could definitely learn a lot from that because I think pro wrestling is very political. One thing I will say, though, is, and I really wanted to say this, in relation to wrestling was, I'm so grateful that uh, I got to learn from people like LJ Cleary. I really want to give LJ Cleary a shout out because he's, for me, the best indie wrestler in Europe. And I just wanted to say that I really, really never in my wildest dreams could have imagined that ever happening. And when I take a step back and I think about stuff like that, that's really fucking cool. That is really fucking cool. And I'm really grateful for that. The seminar he did back in 2020, I don't, I can't stress this enough, that was one of the best days of my life, that's one of my favourite memories, especially during the pandemic, I just felt so great that day, it was a really, really fun experience, and it was a really great, uh, it was a really great thing to, to do, and uh, even though I'm not looking to ever get back into pro wrestling that way, that was a really fun memory, and uh, I'm very grateful for that. With acting, like, I'm so great. This is going to sound really, like, maybe cringy and maybe a bit, uh, I can say this because I'm bisexual, a bit gay, but um, I don't think I found acting. I think acting found me. And again, that might sound really cringy, but I just, I'm loving it so much. I really am. And a few weeks ago when I was doing my top five favorite actors and I had that like midlife crisis halfway through it where I was talking about how we're getting closer to the end of the year. I think that was playing on my mind a little bit because I've spoke about it so much on here that when I started this course and when I started, you know, meeting the people in the course or when I first met the people in the course, I should say, this was after I'd left a very toxic group with very toxic people when I was a little bit lost in life. And I think it's just the fact that we're getting we're closer to the end of that now than we are to the start of it in terms of the college year. I think it's just played on my mind a bit. It's kind of scared me. And it's just made me a little bit conscious. It's made me very aware of it. I think I became very self-aware in that regard. And I think it's just made me feel a bit panicked. But I'm starting to realize now that the the only way I'm going to feel at the end of the year if I keep this mentality up is regret. I'll regret not enjoying these last few months if I keep going the way I am. And yeah, that was a realization I had today that I just need to enjoy these last few months. I need to stop worrying about when it's going to end. Enjoy it while it's there because it'll be gone in the blink of an eye. Like we'll be finished in May and we're in February right now. We're essentially in mid-February right now. And it'll be May before you know it. So I'm just trying to I'm trying to just live in the moment and enjoy the moment and enjoy what the rest of this year has to entail. 
and that's been something that i'm you know i've made that challenge for myself not don't worry about the end of the year let's not think about it let's just focus on the now the 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 future will sort itself out we'll worry about the future when we get there let's just focus on the now and yeah like that's just been what's gotten me through this and and listen i i you know, I've kind of had to just come on here and talk about it. I feel like I needed to say it out loud. And, like, I am talking to a, a therapist at the moment as well. And I can't, like, recommend that enough for, for people who are going through tough times. Even if it doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal. Even if you think you're overreacting. It is still worth talking to someone about it. That's that's my kind of... um. That's my viewpoint on it. At least, if you talk to someone about it, it's like... You know, Anthony Smith said on the Believe You Me podcast, which is Michael Bisping's MMA uh, podcast that he does, used to do it with Luis J. Gomez, now does it with uh, light heavy, UFC light heavyweight Anthony Smith. And he said that sometimes you just need to say something out loud and it goes away. Like he was saying before a fight, you can act all macho and all alpha and be like, I'm not nervous, I'm ready to fucking kick ass. You know, as almost like a defense mechanism. It's like inside you're feeling nervous, but it's like, oh, maybe if I say I'm not feeling nervous, like I'll manifest it. But he's like, no, he said, sometimes it just takes you going over to your coach and going, you know what? I'm actually feeling a little bit nervous about this fight. And he said, it's almost like when you say it, it goes away because it's not an insecurity anymore. It's like it's out there. And that's I think that's a really good way of of looking at it. And when I heard that, I was like, shit, yeah, that's actually fucking that's actually really good advice. You know, and like I'm someone I've taken, I've taken some pretty bad advice over the years. Like I was talking to uh, about this with one of my friends. Um, uh, I mentioned him by name. Fuck it, Dara. Shout out to Dara. Uh, I was talking to him about that. That like I had some, you know, I don't even want to call them friends. I had people who I spoke to in the past who just gave me the worst advice. One guy in particular, and I said this to his face, that. There has not been one time where you have given me a bit of advice where I've ended up better afterwards. I always end up in a worse place after I take your advice than I do beforehand. To the point where I genuinely think he was intentionally and purposely trying to sabotage me. And I'm not even joking about that. I genuinely think that is the way he worked. He just seemed to get a kick out of it. But anyway, whatever. You can't worry about people like that. Especially now when they're in the past. But it was just something I, I thought that was worth bringing up. Like, it's good to take advice from people, but you got to put your own kind of spin on things as well, you know? You can't just take... Like, Anthony Smith there, for example. I do like him a lot, and I do think he's a great mixed martial artist, and I think he speaks very well. But, you know, this kind of goes back to what I was saying about the Joe Rogan thing. That doesn't mean that I, that I agree with everything Anthony Smith says, even though, to be honest with you, if you listen to his views on MMA, he, you know, he, he knocks it out of the park. Like, he's a great analyst as well as a great fighter. But it's okay to disagree with people who you've taken good, uh, who've gotten good advice from. Doesn't mean you have to take everything they say as gospel. That's a very dangerous road to go down. I think that was the, that was the kind of general census of my Joe Rogan episode. Was you don't need to take everything he says seriously. You don't like, you can like him and disagree with stuff he says, and you can not like him but agree with things he says. You know, it's just that's just life. It's um, it's it's just the way things are. And, and yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I, I've loved this episode. This has actually been one of my more, my more fun episodes to record because I just kind of came into this, as I said, more raw. I came into this Monday Night Raw. Not raw, sh- uh, raw is terrible at the moment, so I probably shouldn't, you know, do that comparison. But old school, attitude era, ruthless aggression, raw. That's, that's what I'll, 
that's how I'll describe it. But um, but yeah, it's just it feels good. Like you know, as I say, just getting it off my chest and just getting it out there. And hopefully, you know, if there's people listening to this who are going through something similar, it can give them a bit of um a kick as well. Because sometimes that's what you need. You just need a fucking you need a front up the fucking hole, not literally, but metaphorically. Um, and yeah, that's that's just the way to do it, really. So so yeah. Uh, I think I'm going to wrap it up here. Thank you to everyone for listening again this week. This is not the direction I expected the door-to-door route to go down, but here we are. And I'm glad we got to this route instead of the normal route, which... Like, it's not that I look back on all of those memories with, like, a bad feeling. But I look back on most of them with a bad feeling. And most of them is enough, you know what I mean? Like, that was a very bad period in my life that I was very thankful to get out of. And, you know, someone said something to me before that there's a lot of other people who may not have gotten out of that situation. They would have kept falling deeper and deeper. And that I should take a lot of pride in the fact that I got out of that situation. And I definitely do. And, yeah, to anyone who may feel like they're in a similar situation to the way I was then, you can get out of it. And sometimes it is a process. Sometimes it is a bit of a grind. But you can get there. And... I said it as well in the Phoenix Wrestling episode that sometimes in life there's things you think that you really want to do and that's what you want to do with your life and then you realize at a certain point and a certain time that it's actually not what you want to do and you don't really want to actually commit to it as much as you thought you did and that's okay too and there's no need to feel lost. You will eventually find the thing it is you want to do and then you can chase that dream and you can chase that with all the ambitions that you have in that world and it all works out in the end. That's what I had to learn. I'm glad I learned that. And I'm doing a lot better now because of that. The way I was feeling the last few weeks, if that had happened a few years ago, I don't think I would have dealt with it as well as I am now. And I I do take pride in that. I have definitely grown as a person that way. And, and yeah, I'm just going to keep going, keep pushing through, focusing on the now, worry about the future when we get there. So now officially I will wrap it up. Thank you so much to everyone for listening to this episode of Straight Out of Klein. I hope you can take something from this episode. And as I say, if there's anyone out there who's going through something tough, keep on pushing through. Just keep keep doing what you're doing. Talk to people. And yeah, eventually you will get there in the end. Talk to you all next Friday. Have a good one. And God bless. <laughs>